Okay, get ready for the clink of Lincoln. Clink and Lincoln. Clink and Lincoln. Oh, just, oh, stop. It's awful. Close enough. I like how you got the fizz. Soda. <laughs> Good old A and W. A and W. Okay. This. I feel like we can't even say this week because it might be the same week. I don't know. This time. Today's episode. Today's. There you go. It's like you're a professional. It's like I listen to podcasts all day and every day. Today's episode on. Are you for real? Are you for real? Yeah, that's how I was going to say it. Are you for real? Yeah, are you for real? Are are you for real? <laughs> yeah, I'm always for real. For real, bro. Okay, Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode of Are You For Real? This, this roofer is making me want to uh, burp real bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched... <laughs> <laughs> that was pathetic. I already let out the good one. We watched Sinister. Yes. Which is Connor's like favorite fucking scary movie. Dude, not my favorite scary movie, but it's real fucking good. Okay. If it's on Netflix, you will watch it. Yeah, that 100% true. So, TLDR, I'm going to give this another shot. Okay. <laughs> so. Should I time you or is that too much pressure? Way too much pressure. Okay. So. TLDR of this movie is it stars Ethan Hawke, and he is a true crime writer that had some big hits before, and he follows these big, like, horrific crimes and writes about it, and usually they're unsolved crimes, so he might be able to find something about the investigation that may have been missed, blah, 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 so that's what led him to his fame before. So now he's, like, going towards his sunset years, and... He, yeah, that stuff. So he moves his family to what they don't know is the scene of this new crime. They move into this house. And then he starts researching it, gets, you know, lots of crazy shit starts happening to him. He's, like, in denial that it's, like, stuff is real. Then, you know, it is seeming super real. He gets super freaked out. And it's about this demon who, what, Bay Bayul, Bay Bagulgi. Oh, uh, Bagul. Bagul. Yeah, Bulgogi beef. Um, he is this super old pagan deity that is the eater of children. And so he gets these families get murdered by the child. and But that's not solved yet, so no one knows. And then the child goes with Bagul to the nether realm and he eats their soul. And yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty solid. Pretty solid. So, um, I, as you said, love this movie. First thing I wrote down, Ethan Hawke, super underrated. Um, so I wrote something down before even we get. To <gasps> yeah, I know. I wrote. Uh, I wrote creepy production or pr- like production oh. scene and opening yeah it's like the Bloomhouse productions it's or whatever so good it there's this always me out yeah so much and it's literally just like the production company yeah i they think it's i think it's Bloomhouse. Too, right? yeah yeah 
But yeah, I just wanted to note that because it's like it gets me every fucking time. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's great. Yes. Um, I wrote down because um, they're like moving the boxes into the house, and then Ethan Hawke, who's the dad, is like, "Hey, you need to fucking like help," and the daughter's like writing on her wall or painting her room or something like that and she goes i don't want to move here i shouldn't have to help and i was like that's a solid argument (laughs) i like her style yeah pretty good um i wrote down that she doesn't know being the wife doesn't know that they moved into the house that the crime took place in Mm -hmm. um it kind of comes up a few times in the movie but early on yeah, she like foreshadowing kind of, she mentioned talks about it in the beginning. yeah early on she mentions we didn't move down the street from the scene of a crime again did we and he's all uh no we didn't move down the street from a crime yeah because <laughs> yeah, they moved yeah because they moved into the fucking house like, where it happened loophole yeah and he brings yeah. that up later when she's like you said that we did Yeah, she. Yeah, you asked if we moved down the street to the house that the crime. And happened. she's like, "Don't you fucking say that, blah, blah, semantic bullshit." Yeah. Yeah, she finds out later. It wasn't pretty. Um. But yeah, so one of the big things that it like centers around is these uh, movie reels, and initially I wrote this down, and it kind of answers it later in the movie, but. I felt like it didn't portray it that great from the beginning. So he's using these movie reels for his, like, investigation of these, like, murders. At first, he doesn't know what these reels are. It's like a slide projector. And yeah, then... it's like a Super 8 film. Yeah. And so um, he has, like, all these old ones of these other murders that in the beginning he doesn't know anything about. So I wrote down um, how did the original film reels, like, get there? Wouldn't the police use them as evidence? But with how the houses are connected mm-hmm. and the kid, like, it's like he makes them appear like the Bagul yeah. makes them appear. So it's like a more like spiritual, magical kind of thing. So that kind of answered it near the end of the movie. But in the beginning, they didn't really portray it that part well. It appears in the attic. Yeah. And it shows like pictures of the house. It shows that that was never in the attic. And then they moved in and all of a sudden it's in the yeah. attic. He looks. Yeah. But is that also how the spirit, the demon, is it a spirit if it's positive and a demon if it's negative? Sure. Okay. So the demon, is that how he gets the kids? Is like they watch the film and they like see him and then he like, not like what's it called gets in their body but he, he like, like takes them to the nether realm yeah so like if you see him that's how I, I feel like I remember that that's how they marketed the movie was like if you see this demon in the picture then like you're fucked well and they right? the yeah like the um, occult expert that they talked to in the movie said that like the legend around him was like in Bagul was that if you see like his photo or his image has power and can help him gain power over you yeah and kids are especially especially susceptible susceptible. yeah so um so like that's how he gets them right is like by them seeing him in the movie reels yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I wrote down was filmception because we were watching a film about a guy taking notes and you and I for this podcast are watching a movie taking notes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, so blah, blah, blah. Like they're, he's watching all the films and watching all the murders for the first time of these other families. Yeah. Um, and so the family that gets murdered in the bed and they like get their throat slit. Yeah. So they very specifically show the knife going up to their throat. Yeah. But then don't show the actual throat slit. Oh. And then showed it in the reflection of someone's glasses. Oh. But like, so, you know, I get it. Sometimes I want to like avoid like a super crazy heavy rating for gore and stuff. So yeah, like cut like away. But then it, they so. very plainly showed all of it in the reflection of the glasses. So I was like, what What was the point? I didn't even notice that. What was the point of cutting away from the actual physical throat slit if you're just going to show it from a different angle in a reflection? I don't um, know. Yeah. It's like they filmed it, and then we're like, oh, we should show it in the reflection. Like, it's going to be, like, too grisly. Like, we'll show it in the reflection, but kind of, like, blurry or fucked up or something. But then, yeah. then the director's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> We'll show it in the reflection because we already filmed that, but make it clear as shit. I wonder if they did that more so to make you think that they're not going to show it. Maybe. Like as like a, uh, what's it called when you do the like, I don't know. I don't fucking remember words right now. Um, Like a misdirection. Yeah. So I kind of wrote something similar to that down later on that it's like, I think this movie did a really good job of building, 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 building. And you, like, from watching so many scary movies, you're like, oh, there's going to be a jump scare right here. And then there's not one. Yeah. I feel so like they do a good job of they that, do a too. really good job at that. And you're like, ooh, getting all tense. And then, oh, nothing happened. And then, like, you know, half an hour later, there's a jump scare out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, like when he, like, falls out of the fucking basement. Yeah. I know, it's like the normal ass shit that was scary here, like when he falls through the attic. Yeah, or like there's like a snake in the attic or something yeah. like that, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, um, he is like, I think it's cool that like he is kind of living in imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie, they kind of, like, kind of dance around that kind of a subject where it's like he's chasing fame and like feeling like like getting that imposter syndrome but like imposter syndrome on himself because he already had all that and was like the celebrated one so yeah, now he's, he's like he's like chasing who he used to be yeah so i thought that was not, like, like embracing what he could become yeah because he says in the beginning too like the daughter's like well why do we have to move here and he's like because i cannot write textbooks i will fucking kill myself yeah. Basically, like, in nicer terms. Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting how they, like, keep... They broached the subject, like, four or five times how he, like, said... And they showed some interviews in the beginning of his career where he's like, oh, I'll never write just for a paycheck. And then that's exactly what he's doing yeah. right now. And he's, like, struggling with that. Yeah. I really like how they, like, link all these murders. Um how they're like he's using the deputy to try and trace this stuff back and then it's going from like murder to murder to murder 
and they find out like the next family to get murdered moved in like moved away from the house where there was a murder previously so it's like they a murder happened like and then years and years later someone else moved in Nothing happens when they move in. It's when they then it's when move they move away. To the next house. When they yeah. move to the next house. So that's how it keeps like the demon like keeps gets skipping them along. Then, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking up the address for the the house in Sacramento. Oh yeah, one of the murders they say it takes place in Sacramento. I think it was the one in the seventies. I think it was the car fire in the garage, right? Um, the Martinez family in 1973. That was actually a murder. Was it actually in Sacramento? Yeah. I mean, maybe they based it off the, uh, like, some of the details from the real murder. And then it's going off of, like, all this other shit. Okay. Um, one of the big things when he's, like, starting to get more and more freaked out as the movie goes on, I wrote down, how the fuck is his family not ever waking up when he's, like, freaking out? He's got, like, a bat and he, like keeps like getting scared and like jumping all around yeah, and walking like, through the house making and, hella fucking noise yeah and then like he fucking goes up the attic. yeah goes up into the attic falls out of the attic and like no one fucking wakes up for hella fucking long yeah i wrote down earlier that the wife sleeps alone and i was like hmm, it's me <laughs> um what else you got um i wrote down that he has a dope ass office <laughs> yes um, and he wears the traditional white, whiter, writer cardigan the whole time. Yeah, like with the elbow. With the elbow patches. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that this movie, and I feel like whatever this production company, would you say Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse, I think it is, yeah. Um, they do a very good job at making, like, really um, creepy sounds, but it's not, you don't really notice that the sounds are super creepy until all of a sudden you're like super freaked out and then all of a sudden it's quiet and you're like whoa like they do a really good job of like building up the intensity and like the anticipation with the sounds and it's not like very obvious like creepy scary music sounds it's like um this one specifically was like a um like a not like a scratching but like a um like the recorder sound, mm. and there was like doom, doom, and then but like doom, 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 but it was like like scratching, like almost like record scratches, like yeah, um, yeah. So I wrote down that they have like the sound gets me more than like freaks me out more than anything. So it's like when I start hearing that music, I'm like, oh fuck, something bad's gonna happen. Um. I wrote down when he's talking, like, when he's watching, like, the the original, like, reels, and he, like, doesn't know what he's just, like, stumbled upon, and I was like, dude, imagine accidentally watching someone get murdered. Dude. Like, you can't look away. You do not know that that's what that's on there, and then all of a sudden, you're seeing, like, these super fucking horrific murders, and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Right? So, the it is, um... Yeah, Blumhouse Productions, as they do a fuck ton of scary movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, like, what is your favorite's not probably the right word, but what's your favorite murder in that movie? 
Mine's definitely the lawnmower. Um, I wrote it down. <laughs> oh, the one in the pool. Mm, where he ties him to the chairs and drowns him. Yeah. And then I also don't like it because then he's walking across the bottom of the pool and just, like, looks at you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Yeah, I think they did a really good job with, like... Introducing like, him into every single scenario, like, yeah, like, in the background. In the background enough to where, like, the on a first viewing, like, you might not catch it all the time. Uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. And, um... And I like how they, like, purposefully, the whole movie, like, withhold information from you. Yeah. Because, like, he gets these reels, it's the murders happening, but you don't see how, who, or, like, what the... Like, you literally just... It, automatically goes right to the murders and then like throughout the movie you get more and more pieces of those movies yeah like you see like the extended cuts yeah Yeah. like you see the demon in the background eventually and then you get like at the end the extended cut where you see that the kid's the one that murdered them yeah um yeah so that's like the the whole climax is like like you find out the The kids are the one murdering, and then the demon takes the kid away. Yeah. Mm, Sounds are scary. Dang, I wrote that down fucking twice. I must have really been freaked out. (laughs) Um, I don't like when... I don't. When they start introducing the, like, ghost kids more. Yeah. It just... It gets kind of, like... Kitschy. Kitschy. They they spent too much time on the ghost kids for me. Yeah. Because like, the rest like of the... Fake and weird. Yeah, the rest of the movie's done so well that, like... Once you introduce that much paranormal, it gets to be, like, not as authentic. Yeah, it just felt kind of out of place. And I know, I know they're going to do it a little bit because that's, like, you know, part of the main premise of this demon um, is that he steals the children's, like, soul and eats them. But, yeah, it felt too much they lingered on it way too long yeah like when the little girls in his daughter's room and like no 100 and did that painting that one's great because she's like freaky looking and like you can tell the daughter can actually see her and is freaked out but then when they're just like randomly running around the house after him i'm like what the fuck are these like ghost kids doing they're not they're just running through the house yeah and doing i wasn't i wouldn't be doing that doing that weird like Shh. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you shushing? Yeah, like no one can fucking see you. Don't shush. It's stupid. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was dumb. Um Yeah, like literally what are you shushing? Yeah. Wow. I think they're shush- shushing the kids so that they don't say that they see them maybe. I don't know, but But it's... the dad sees them, so then I don't understand. The dad doesn't see him ever. What? Yeah, he doesn't ever see them. He sees them in the attic. That's how he falls through the attic. Oh, well, he sees... Yeah, you're right. He sees them that one time, but when they're, like, running through the house, he never sees them. Um, I wrote down, goes to show you should never lie to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Because that's how he got into this fucking mess, was by lying to her, and then all of a sudden they gotta, like, wake up the kids and, like, fucking leave. Yeah. I do like, though, how they introduce the whole, like, you have to move from the house thing. And yeah. then, so you think the movies, they do, like we said earlier, they do really good with misdirection. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, finally like, fucking go. Yeah, like, he's finally like, you know what? This is Crazy shit's going on, yeah. wife. You were right. 
Um, this shit's fucked. We gotta go. Yep, I give up. I um, give up. And then... We're out. Let's go. And everybody's like, hey, we're going home, daddy. And he's like, you go home. And then the, the cop calls and is like, wait, you fucking moved? You fucking sped up the timeline, you dumb yeah, fuck? you just put yourself as the next little one to be murdered. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Because basically it's like, oh, you think that he's getting away, but like, really, he... If he would have stayed, like, yeah, he would have been haunted. But, like, as soon as you move, that's when they kill you. Yeah. Well, and it sets it up. I think they did a really good job of, like, planning. Because they set the whole movie up to go, like, totally defy expectations. Because even horror movies, there's usually, like, a pretty nice and tied up resolution. Mm -hmm. But he moves puts himself and his family into the next in line and then you're like fuck how are they going to get out of this like what's what new development is going to happen to where they figure out how to break the chain nothing no they just get murdered they all get fucking murdered by his daughter she fucking axe murders them and his daughter gets taken by bagul cut to credits so like i was the first time i saw this movie i was like wait what yeah. Like, they, you, he just, they killed everyone off? Yeah, they figured it out and then... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're, okay. everyone's fucking dead now. But the thing is, is he doesn't, by moving out of that house, he doesn't put himself in the timeline. It's, he puts himself into the timeline by moving into the house. He just speeds it up by moving out of the house. Well, I mean, theoretically, you could move in and never move out. The kids are going to fucking stay there forever? I don't know. Going to inherit that house. That's not realistic to me because no one, <laughs> no one stays in the same fucking house. I mean, whatever. I wrote down, he tries to burn the videos, but they follow him. Doesn't work like that because he's already seen the image. So, like, when he, like, gets super freaked out, he tries to burn all the the physical copies. And then yeah. he deletes all of the actual footage from his computer. But it's like, no, you've already seen the demon. It's got a little bit of power now. Yeah, like, it has power. Your daughter, like, sees all the ghost kids. Like, it's, you're, it doesn't work like that. Oh, yeah. And then we didn't even really talk about it, but, like, basically the, the, with his career, he, like, made a bad name for, like, the, the police department from his last book because he found something that they didn't, like, they fucked up the investigation and then he came in and saved the day and then, like, wrote this whole book. Yeah, and they they, look like shit. Yeah, when they move into this new neighborhood, all the cops don't want him there because they think it's, like, poor taste and they don't want them looking bad and yada, yada, yada. So then... uh, I thought that was, like, an interesting aspect, too because it, like, brings, like, a whole nother, like realistic experience to the movie um when you bring in like that other dimension yeah um deputy so-and-so his like sidekick helper in the police yeah a whole movie i can't couldn't stop thinking this guy just reminds me of dewey from scream yeah very true yeah like maybe that's what they were going for but i don't know yeah you've seen this the sequel right yeah What's the sequel about? Uh, I don't super remember the sequel. I just remember it being very mediocre. Huh. Like, same basic premise, but just, like, obviously a totally new family. Um, 
but just being kind of lackluster. Is it like the next family? I didn't write a ton down just because we've seen this movie so much. Well, and I feel like a lot of it, like, it's like, it's not like a ton of shit's happening all the time. It's like, it kind of... Yeah, that's a lot of quiet parts. Yeah, like ruminates... slow burn. Ruminates on the same... favorite fucking thing to say right now. What? Slow burn. Yeah. It like ruminates on the same information that you have. And there's like, they're slowly figuring a few things out, but there's not any new big sweeping changes. Yeah. Um, I wrote down as my last thing, lesson of the movie, he should have just not moved into the murder house. (laughs) First rule of scary movies. Pretty much. Don't move into the murder house. Well, thanks for tuning in to Are You For Real? Um, Tune in next time where um, I'll probably have another root beer and burp.